Welcome to the Help for Wounded Spirits. This podcast exists to reach those wounded and suffering through life's trials. And now your host, Dr. Doug Carriger. Great to be back with you folks. What an opportunity it is to come across your airwaves with this broadcast and we don't take it for granted. We thank God for each and every one of you and we're just praying that God would use this with me, my dear friend Kevin as always. Good morning, Kevin. How's Arizona? Good morning. It's it's an arid zone, brother. I, I'm feeling pretty good right now about about life physically. Oh, that's a good thing, man. The weather's lightening up there. So Kevin and I both suffer from some uh, fibro, a little bit of that arthritis thing going on that drives us crazy. So Kevin went down to Arizona thinking, man, I'm going to get some good weather and feel good and life's going to be good to me. And what did that weather do, Kevin? It just went nuts on you down there, brother. And uh, Oh, we had a week solid of, of nasty. Yeah, <laughs> I would have been better off than Greenville. It was, it was terrible. Well, we went really cold at Christmas here. I mean, it was so cold. It's weird. So it was a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it was 20 degrees midday. And uh, today the air conditioning was running when I got up a few minutes ago to get a bottle of water. And so it's just crazy. I think it's 65, 66 out and sunny. It was rainy all morning, but sun popped out and just warmed us all up. And the humidity here, it's ungodly. It's of the devil. So funny missionary stories. Uh, funny missionary stories. So I, now this one's kind of funny. Now you shouldn't laugh. You should understand. So we went to a missions conference years ago. And actually, I was preaching this missions conference. I remember, right, it was Eastern Maryland somewhere, not too far from the water. And I was preaching this missions conference. And the pastor, you know, when you call up somebody with a five-year-old daughter and you say to the five-year-old daughter, tell me a secret that you're not supposed to say or something like that. Well, anyway, we're at our church. And sure enough, they're calling kids up and giving them gifts and, you know, giving $20 certificates out and $20 bills. And they're asking all kinds of questions. And, uh, you know, as they do at missions conference, some funny, some serious, some deep theological, some really, uh, really shallow. But uh, anyway, they brought this little girl up and they gave her $100. She was the the girl of the conference or something like that. And they said, is there anything, any secrets you can share? She said, no, I'm not allowed to share secrets. And they said, well, is there anything bothering you that you want to tell us? She said, yeah. She said, sometimes my mommy and daddy don't wear underwear. And they tried to scoop her up, brother, but basically she said she caught him and, you know, and waking up in the morning and neither one of them had undergarments on and she was worried about them getting in a car accident. And I mean, the, the church was just dying. Uh, and that girl today, I, I think she's a sophomore in college. Uh, I saw her down at Pensacola Christian College. She ran up and told me who she was. And she said, do you remember me? And I said, are your parents ever wearing underwear? And she just, she just got all red and she said, please don't remember that. Please. She said, you don't know what I went through because of that. And I said, 
she said, I've grown up since then. And, uh, but it was just so funny. Her parents are missionaries somewhere. I won't tell you where, because some of you will figure out who it was, but just the cutest little girl. And I mean, brother, it was all we could do to stop laughing. So we ended up finishing the dinner and I had to do a quick sermon there on a Saturday night, uh, international dinner kind of thing. And, and, uh, they, you know, speak for 10 minutes, make everybody feel good. And brother, uh, somebody had to punch me in the head to get rid of that smile. I could not get rid of that smile. And I, I could still see that young missionary couple with that five-year-old girl. I'm just telling you right now, that, that wasn't going to be a pretty night. And uh, so and we find ourselves over uh, and, you know, talking about things, and we find ourselves wanting to talk about uh, some of the characteristics of God. So we talked about his omnipotence, him being all-powerful, the omniscient, him being all-knowing. And and now we're going to the place where he's omnipresent. So he's he's everywhere all the time. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, the Bible tells us, beholding the evil and good. You can't hide from God. Uh, you can't say what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. No, our God's eyes are everywhere. He knows everything. Can any hide himself in secret places that I shall not see him, saith the Lord. Do I not fill heaven and earth? And, you know, it, it, the biggest fallacy or the biggest craziness or the biggest whatever would have a Christian to believe that God doesn't see things that we do. That's crazy. Our God is omnipresent. He's everywhere we are. He sees everything. He's, he's all-knowing. He's all-powerful. And, folks, he's omnipresent. He's right there next to us. He's with our good times. He's with our bad times. He's when we click on something we shouldn't click on. He's there when we finally open up that Bible and study God's Word. He's there when we need Him to be there. And we got to remember, Kevin, that this omnipresent, wonderful God, these characteristics are for helps. They're for helping us. And I thank God that my God is present right now, sitting right next to you and I. Yeah. You know, the scriptures say that uh, uh, God is our refuge and strength, a very present in time of trouble. That's Psalm 46, verse 1. Yeah. And, um, <clears throat> you know, it says in Psalm 139, verse 9, if I, uh, well, even before that, it says, uh, whither shall I flee from thy spirit? So verse 7 of Psalm 139, or whither shall I flee from thy presence? So yeah, that's two-edged sword. Like you said, if we're doing wrong, he's there, you know? So some of yeah. the people in the scriptures say, God should not see, neither doth the most high regard this. Yeah, he, he does see. The other, the other thing is for we who need him, for, for we who, uh, you know, have, have turned to Christ, we've repented and we're Christ now. It's wonderful that, um, he is right here with whatever we're going through. And, you know, Jesus said, um, I, 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 I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. I will come to you. Oh, he said, thank him. My, yeah. My joy, no man taketh from you. So when his joy comes, it's his person, that presence of God, that's that abiding fullness in the soul that just kind of descends on you. You know, Doug, when you're, if you lose a loved one, if you go through some horrible loss, if you're going through unspeakable grief, Paul called it the fellowship of his sufferings. It's that, that unseen fellowship where nevertheless, the Lord stood with me and, uh, you know, everyone else left. I lost something, but God stayed with me. And boy, praise God, that that is a an unspeakable, you know, full of glory type of joy where we can say, God, I don't know where it's coming from, 
but I sense your presence. Someone's praying for me. You're there. Jesus is praying for me. Oh, how wonderful. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The great, great God in which you serve is next to you. And that that same psalmist and that same psalm that Kevin was greatly uh, given to us today, I pulled it up as he was talking about it, talks about I can go to heaven and I can go to hell and you're there. There's nothing beyond God's reach. And, and, and brethren, he is before all things. He, he, he is our great and wonderful God, our God, three in one, so marvelous, so wonderful, omnipresent, uh, omniscient, and uh, omnipotent. This is the God that we serve. We find ourselves, Kevin, we're over in Proverbs 30. I'm so glad that God's allowing us to go through this. I know Kevin is too. We're often speaking how thankful we are that God allows us to do this. Uh, get on uh, the radio and, and just talk. Talk about God and his word. It's it's unbelievable the chain of events that's brought us to where we're sitting right now. And the eye that mocketh at his father and despiseth to obey his mother, the ravens of the valley She'll pick it out, and the young eagles shall eat it. The eyes that mock at the Father. And, you know, when you start hearing words like that, when you get to the place, uh, you know, that's somebody who disobeys their father and mother that upsets the social order that's against God's will and time. And, and, you know, here's this vivid description. We know that ravens will do anything. They'll, you know, they'll hurt people. They'll eat anything. They'll knock things out. And they'll pull that out. And then God's great creature, he talks about the eagle with such great regard. The eagle will come and scoop it up after that raven, after that evil bird does all it's going to do to it. The eagle's going to turn around and run away with that. And, and, and I think it's so important, my friends, that we understand a couple things, that our God, our wonderful God is a jealous God. Our wonderful God has rules. He doesn't like people being ridiculed, ridiculed, despised. He doesn't like people losing their obedience. He doesn't, he doesn't like that when people come along and people who mock at their, their father and despise it to obey their mother. And, uh, and, and God sees all that. And he says, you know, what's going to happen to you? You know what I'm amazed by with this verse, Kevin? Every time I read it, every time I see it, I'm amazed that God relegates this to a vulture, Banging out your eyes. This is this is something that's bothering God. And then saying this great creature is going to come along and eat it. And, and folks, again, these are big boy words. These are big girl words. This is where we put on the big boy girl and pants, uh, big boy's pants, big girl's pants, whatever. This is where we come up to the table and say, man, we need to get this right. Uh, we don't need to mock at the parents. We shouldn't mock anybody, Kevin. I mean, what are you thinking? we got about a minute before we got to give these radio stations commercials. What are you thinking? <laughs> well, you know, uh, any times we shake our fists in the face of God and say, uh, I'm despising to obey you or, you know, those whom God has put in charge of us, be it the police or something, uh, we're going to face uh, he that sitteth in the heaven shall laugh. You know, God's going to get the last word. And, you know, if I say I, you know, if someone's in charge of me, if my father or mother or, or my boss, you know, you're the director of this thing and you're the host of this radio program. And I'm the guest today. If I say, well, you know, I, I want to do it my way. I want to cover these verses. I don't think we ought to do Proverbs or just whatever the situation is where I think I see it different and I want to have it the way I see it. 
why does the scripture say the raven shall pick our eye out? Because when we are a rebel, we think we see it better than those ahead of us. And God's God says, I don't care how you see it. Um, we have a uh, we have a duty to follow God and and let the person in charge uh, make the call. And if not, and there's a scripture that comes to mind. I know you got to go to break, but yeah. um, but but I don't care. I'm going to do it my way. <laughs> We're going to talk through the break. No, that's not the way we do it. And you know what? I think, you know, the scriptures say there in, uh, let's see, I looked it up. It hey, said, Kevin, hold that. Hold what the scripture says. We'll be right back with you, folks. Thanks for hanging with us. Well, Kevin and I get so excited. So, Kevin, you're talking about what the scripture says about that. Why don't you hop right into that, brother? Yeah. Why does the scripture say that a rebel's eyes will be plucked out, those that despise to obey authority? Why is that? And I can't help thinking. It says in Ecclesiastes 2.14, the wise man's eyes are in his head, but the fool walketh in darkness. Mm. And... um so I heard a, a guy in Austin, Texas, Brother Hank Thompson, years ago, uh, supporting Church of Mine. I remember Hank. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, dear, dear, dear godly, dear godly fellow. Well, yeah. he preached a message of wise man's eyes are in his head. And the idea that he applied it to was, you know what, the guy that's in charge, he's got the eye, you know, the body of Christ locally in the church or, you know, the body of an organization, it's the, the head has the eyes. It's always the head that's got the eye. And so you got to let them do the seeing in some of these things. And it's not that we don't have any vision. It's not that we willingly cover our eyes to, to evil, you know, to evil doing, but the, the, you know, the idea is we have to let the wise, we got, we got to be wise and let the eyes be in the head. So, um, the eye that says, I'm not going to do that way. I don't see it that way. And I've met people. And so if you, where if they see it different, they're going to voice, they feel they have the right to voice their opinion in any organization, the way they see it. And they, because they see it, they think it's got to be right. Well, they got to recognize they've got blind spots and the, the guy in charge in that organization, in that institution, in that church, it's the, it's the way the boss sees it and I can help him to see better. And the Jesus talked about how to remove blind spots out of other people's eyes. You know, you have to go humbly and, and say, you know, I think I can help you with this. Then they'll pay attention. But man, these, there's people that just despise having someone else make the call the shots according to the way they see it. And uh, God doesn't take lightly do it. And I think he's going to say, sit in the heavens and say, well, <clears throat> let's see how you can see now, buddy. Yeah. You know, you're going you're to lose your ability to see and you're going to be an idiot. And sometimes God blinds people. And then when he gives you vision back, it's so much better. And, uh, you know, here we are. So we cruise through that. We find ourselves on, I want to just go ahead and buzz through 18 and 19 real quick. And it says, there are three things which are too wonderful for me. Yea, four, which I know not. The way of an eagle in the air, the way of a serpent upon a rock, the way of a ship in the midst of the sea, and the way of a man with a maid. 
And, you know, we, we look at those four things and we, you try to dig into them and there's things. That, so these four amazing, wonderful, great things that God's talking about. I have no idea. A while ago, we talked about these things about being barren, about death, about fire, about water on the earth. And now there's these visible, wonderful things that the word of God is talking about. Talking about that eagle in the air, wingspan up to seven feet on the American bald eagle, flying up to 120 miles an hour doing things that are unbelievable when a bird or a vulture or something goes to attack them the eagle just goes higher and and christians stay on that high road the low road people will never follow you they can't do it they can't handle the air up there real high uh, it's got to be a god called christian to stay on that high road and then it's going on and i don't understand I, I, the way of that serpent on a rock and it wasn't that long ago i was uh, i found myself i was over there in gatlinburg and as i was walking through the woods I came across this river and I was taking pictures and and boy I I I looked over and I saw this snake all curled up on a rock and I said you know that's not a good place to go and uh, I did have a 45 with me but I didn't think it was a good idea to shoot it at that particular and it's hard to shoot a snake with a 45 honestly I I like taking I got a little miniature shotgun that's like a pistol that I like taking to go ahead and take care of snakes but anyway that's a different story but then the way of a ship in the midst of the sea and and here's this tomorrow tumultuous, uh, windy, and all the things that happen in a sea. And uh, funny, I was just telling Kevin my boat stories. I just won't get on a boat anymore. But and, and, and that ship will always stay upright in the mist. Most cases, it'll always stay upright in the midst of all that. And he says, I, I, you know, I can't wrap my head around that. They're too wonderful. And then it goes on and it talks about a maid. And the idea there is if you look up the Hebrew, it's actually talking about that, that groom and his virgin wife on their wedding night. And some of you say, well, brother Doug, I lost my virginity. I didn't. Hey, that's okay. Right now, say, God, I'm not going to do it anymore. From this point forward, I'm going to get this right. And I'm going to save myself for my wife or my husband. I, this is it. This is just between God and me, and that's what we got to do. And he said, these things are too wonderful. They're too great. Oh, how wonderful. These things are just so wonderful, Kevin. I can't describe them. I can't understand how something this perfect and this wonderful. And isn't that the God we serve? God does it. Sometimes I walk outside, I know it's a different psalm, and I look at all creation and, oh, how it ministers to me. And, and how these things that God's pointing out, how they minister to me, how it ministers to me, how a husband and a wife can love each other unconditionally and walk through fire. And uh, even when they don't feel good, look out for one another, take care of one another. I've seen husbands and wives in their 90s barely able to get out of the chair and go out and make a meal for the other one. And, and how wonderful that is. How wonderful our God is. And God's reminding us, we could say one thing after another here, Kevin. You and I could just wax eloquently on and on again about all these things that God does in our life, all these great things that are, it's just too wonderful to understand. And, and when you, you know, these mysteries, these, these wonderful things, they're wonders, they're, they're beyond the environment, they're beyond where we are, they're beyond anything that can naturally happen. But when we stop and we attribute them to anything but a great and wonderful, all-powerful, all-knowing, all-present God, we're messed up. What are you thinking, Kevin? Oh, my. Yeah. You know, um, too wonderful for me. Inexplicable, right? We These things yeah. are just, a, uh, they're beyond me. How does it happen? And, and that verse 19 lists um, 
what is it four four things there the eagle the serpent the ship and the the the, the man with the maid all of those you know are kind of there's they're so wonderful because they describe the the, uh, the 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 course the way they get by the way they get through the way they accomplish things um <clears throat> And, uh, you know, here's a man looking up in the air and seeing the law of aerodynamics under the wings of an eagle and saying, I don't see anything. But the, somehow this eagle, <clears throat> sometimes he flaps his wings. I kind of understand how he, he, he flies. But then he sometimes just sticks his wings out and he's like rising. And, you know, and the, he's looking and saying, I don't I don't understand that. You know, what about these thermals? How, who can figure these things out? Even science, you know, you just kind of say, yes, yeah, it is. It is a wonder. You know, that's why scientists love science, because it's a wonder. Uh, the serpent, <clears throat> how does a serpent uh, make progress? You know, the serpent used to have legs. The creature that, you know, he was a creature that lost his legs after the after the fall of man. He shall go upon his belly. So how does a serpent with a smooth belly, you know, cruise uh, on on something smooth with no gripping points? And and then the ship in the midst of the sea, you know, tacking. How does it how does it tack against the wind? How do you cross the ocean when the wind's blowing? you know, backward. And then the man with the maid, you know, how do you make a, 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 a someone who's not as interested as you are interested? You know, how do you court that? How, how do you, how do you win this person over? So I'm just thinking, you know, all these ways, all the, you know, the idea of a course or a, a, uh, something he's accomplishing and, um, it's wonderful. It's like you said, it's a, it's a great God. And, you know, how I, I'm applying this now to trauma a little bit, brother Doug, because yeah. yeah, a person that's been through stuff, you feel like your legs have been ripped off. You feel like the wind's blowing against you. Like it says in the, in the gospels, the, the disciples were told to cross the sea, but, but the wind was contrary to them. You know, how does the Eagle, you know, escape, uh, you know, whatever's after them, you know, how, how does uh, a pterodactyl, how does it escape? But, you know, our, uh, how does a, how does a man win a disinterested woman over, you know, how does that happen? Well, how do we get through the stuff that we get through? How am I going to make it? How am I going to, how am I going to cope? And you know what? The, the greatest coping mechanism in the world it's just what you're saying, Doug. We have a God that in, that gives us hinds feet on high places. We have a God that it, you know the ship can do this. We just got to learn some of the tips and tricks, which is what your great broadcast does. It's the the tips and tricks of navigation. It's the tips and tricks of uh, winning uh, a yeah. disinterested soul. It's yeah. the tips and tricks yeah. of, like you said, escaping like the eagle. Yeah, I stand amazed in the presence of Jesus of Nazarene and wonder how he could love me, a sinner condemned unclean. And here we are reading about these unclean sinners, and we've been there, folks, haven't we? But oh, how marvelous, oh, how wonderful, and my song shall ever be. I can't sing it, but I can state it, praise God. Praise oh, God. how marvelous, oh, how wonderful, in my Savior's love for me. For me it was in the garden, he prayed, not my will but thine. He had no tears for his own griefs but sweat drops of blood from mine. 
Oh, how Praise wonderful. God. Oh, how marvelous. Oh, how wonderful. And his song shall ever be. Folks, we serve a wonderful God today. When you go out into this world, know that that wonderful God loves you. And these wonders he puts in front of our eyes are bigger than we can understand. And that's all right. As long as we understand it from a great, great God. Listen, we hope you have a great day. May God bless you. Listen to every word Eric's got to say. And folks, wear that smile that only God can give you today. May God bless you. Thank you. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. It is very important to all of us at Help for Wounded Spirits that you know your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The Bible is very clear with a simple salvation message. You can know today. First, you're a sinner, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Second, there's a price on sin, for the wages of sin is death. Third, Jesus paid that price for you, but God commendeth his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Lastly, you must speak it with your mouth and believe it with your heart that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made known unto salvation. Simply ask the Lord to save you in Jesus' name while believing in your heart, and he will. Please contact us if we can help you in any way. God bless you. We hope this podcast has been a blessing in your life. For helpful resources, more information, or to donate to help this vital ministry, visit us at woundedspirits.com.